Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today on CookieCast, it's NFL football, and it's me and Mr. Williams, and, and just me and Mr. Williams this week. No guests, I'm afraid, um, but we do get to talk about some amazing football games. We have the last of the uh, postseason, the playoffs, whatever you want to call it. We have the last games that aren't the Super Bowl. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, see what me and Mr. Williams thought about those games. See who won the predictions, because that's the most important thing. And uh, see what we've got coming up for the next podcast. If you are checking us out on YouTube, it's a big thank you, especially if you're a YouTube subscriber. And if you're an audio listener, there are ways you can subscribe on whichever of the audio platforms you are using. So, uh, you know, do it. So here we go. This is Cookie Cast. Laces out. And just like that, they're off. So a special episode of Laces Out. Um, special because uh, it's the it, it would it would be the penultimate uh, episode of Laces Out. However, we've decided to do things a little differently to keep this train a rolling and. Uh, Whereas normally we'd have a little little break, a little one week break. Um, I don't. I, I I'm now questioning. <laughs> I'm now questioning whether that's true. What we're going to do this time is we're going to review the uh, the last of the playoff games, and that's it. That's all we're going to do. We're going to talk games. We're going to talk stats. We're going to talk which of all of the people who have been on the podcast this season is still in the running for the uh, for the Super Bowl winnings. And we're going to talk about, let's face it, we're going to spend a good hour, hour and a half talking about the, uh, the human wonder that is Thomas Bradleton III. I don't think he's the third. I really hope he isn't the third. Um, so yeah, we're we're mixing it up. We're keeping it fresh, keeping it real. Um, I'm here at this point in time. Podcast listeners are like, "Did you bring any guests?" No, but I brought I brought with me the most glamorous co-host you could wish for, Mister Paul Williams. How are you, sir? Well, I'm very well, Andrew. Well, obviously, I'm uh, spoiler alert, but I'm, I'm wearing. Uh... A certain, a certain team's jersey. You're repping. I, I think, I think there's a possibility that there might have been one week this year, one week of doing the podcast where I might have actually worn a jersey, and outside of that, it has not been. It's not I been. Reckon you might have, I reckon you might have undersold yourself there. I think there was at least a couple. I seem to remember. Uh, it might have been a might have been a Marshawn Lynch jersey appearance at one point. That's 
That sounds that sounds likely. I do love a Lynch jersey. I own many, so uh, so the chances. Uh, but yeah, it's not been uh, it's not been a jersey season for me because uh, you know I've got horrific body issues, um, and as I'm sure you yourself will know, sir, jerseys are not the most flattering of clothing items. Definitely not. So uh, when you're a little on the on the round side, when you when you support in the uh, the lockdown pounds, uh, a jersey is probably not 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 the attire. What's that set? What's that phrase about fitting an amount of shit into a sack? Uh... Uh, the, uh, the the phrase I've heard on several wrestling podcasts is, uh, especially Taz used to use this one back in the day was. Uh, um, when he used to talk about content and uh, the WWE trying to get too much content into too small a time, I believe his phrase was, it's like trying to get £10 of bologna into a £5 bag. Yeah. Bologna is probably the, probably the best way to describe uh, what this guy's got going on. But hey, oh, we digress. We do. So... Um, the games have, have, have finished. Uh, we have the... Now, let me get this... Let me. I don't want to get this wrong, because that would be terrible. We have the virtual Pro Bowl, virtual Madden Pro Bowl to look forward to, which absolutely everybody's going to be tuning in for that. And then we have the last game of the season, which is also known as the Super Bowl. Uh, which means that uh, the week just gone was the last of the games. Just the two games, both played on Sunday, late. I don't like, I don't like it when, you know, when the first game kicks off at eight and you're like, oh man. Because uh, you know, for me personally, I know this, this didn't apply to yourself, but for me personally, I knew I was going to have to go to bed not knowing the outcome of the games. So so there was that element. Um but I, I tried to I tried to 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 stay as, as much as I could. Uh but I, I'm pretty sure when I looked at the scores I like pretty, pretty pretty sure the Chiefs have got this one. Uh I, I happily took myself off to bed. Uh and yes. So uh, the uh, the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, which way would you put it? Would you say that the Green Bay Packers did what the Green Bay Packers do in the playoffs, and uh, absolutely shit the bed as always, or do you say that the Buccaneers won that game? Looking on the stats, I mean, Brady did his best to lose the game, really, because he threw, he threw three picks, which mm-hmm. is very, is very un-Brady-like. Yep. Um, but, the, obviously, it's, it's been discussed in many, many uh, arenas and stuff, but the, the call that the call that made the game was the fact that when the Packers were at the, like I think 
fourth and goal at the eight, I think it was. Yeah. And they decided to kick the field goal when they were down by eight. Yeah. It's just It's inexcusable. Baffling. Inexcusable. I mean uh, Rogers in his press conference was obviously asked the question and, and said probably, you know, a, a fairly decent answer. Suppose in most people's eyes, like, you know, wouldn't have been his call but you could see the reasoning. There were it was it was above two minutes. They had all three timeouts, but you're dealing with the uh, as as we've discussed in other in, in other uh, in other podcasts this year, the greatest of all time. So you can't you can't put the ball back in his hands with the hope that your defense will get a stop and that you'll get the ball back. If you've got the ball, you've got a You've got to drive for the win. I mean, the best, the, the thing that was like summed up perfectly for me was like, I, I think it was the guy who was doing the sky coverage, Jeff Reinbold, said, you have to go for it there. Even if you don't convert, they're getting the ball pretty much in their own end zone. Yeah. If you, if you pin, like, there's more chance of you pinning them there and getting a stop yeah. than there is if you just, if they get it at 25 or whatever. And all they need is a first down to ice it. Um, so you've got to go for it there. If you like, you say if you don't convert, you pin them back. You basically just push all of your biggest men. Get your fucking get your fucking tight ends on there as, yeah. as blockers, as like defensive ends, and like, and like blockers and stuff like that. And just basically pin them for three downs. Hopefully they'll punt the ball and you'll get midfield at worst. The drive, and then you'd imagine that Aaron Rodgers can stretch the field, get Devante Adams in behind, score the touchdown, convert the two points, take it to overtime. But hindsight, as we've discussed before, in other situations, is a wonderful thing. I don't know. It's, the stat that they showed up at the end was was pretty damning for me. So obviously, that was Aaron Rodgers' fifth NFC Championship game. He still only won one. That's. That's really bad. I saw something earlier about um, it was like just to put it into perspective. Nick Foles has got as many um, Super Bowl wins. Nick Foles, Trent Dilfer. I mean Joe Flacco. I mean that is the biggest kick in the fucking pants ever. That. <laughs> but yeah, you go, you go down the list, and it's. Yeah, crazy, crazy. Yeah, but it is what it is. For me, of the of the two games, um, I ended up watching like the rest of the the Bills Chiefs game just because I wanted to. I wanted to make sure I'd seen it. Um, of the two games, and. <sighs> Obviously, it's going to pain me to say this, but I was I was vastly more interested in the Packers Bucks game than I was in the Bills Chiefs game, because to me that Bills Chiefs game just went the way you expected it to go. It's like the Bills scored early. It was like okay, you know, we've got points on the board, and it's on the Bills side of things, and then those points started going up, and it's like, I mean, at which point do you start worrying? You know, or, or, you know, if they'd have got another touchdown, would you have worried then or anything past that? 
but the Chiefs do what the Chiefs do, and and yeah, I, I was I was less interested in that game by the time it played than I was in the Packers Bucks game. Um, I I think having watched the games up till this point, and this will sound strange. I understand it sounds strange, and it might just be me in my head, but. I honestly believe that this time round, unlike previous Super Bowls, especially ones in the last few years, the two absolute best teams are actually going to the Super Bowl. I think there are times when we've had Super Bowls in the last few years where it's like, I get why that team's there, but why is that team there? And and it's just like, you know, more of a scheduling thing look at the draw for example if the Steelers had been going to the Super Bowl this time round pretty much everybody that wasn't a Steelers fan would have been saying it was a scheduling thing it wasn't because they were the best team it was they had the best schedule um but I do think um it feel it does it does it feels almost like for once we're actually getting the two best teams uh, going to the Super Bowl, I'd, I'd seen something flash up earlier this evening that uh, that Tony Tony Romo had called it um, after the, uh, the the Bucks Chiefs game earlier in the season. It was like, yeah, I mean, if you think about it, though, if you if you look back over previous seasons where you get your NFC AFC matchups, I wonder how many times someone will say, "I could see that. I could see this being the year." Uh, or Will we see this as the Super Bowl? I think the thing that the thing that made it good about what Robo said was obviously the fact that he knew that the, he knew that the Super Bowl was being played in Tampa. Yeah. So that sort of added an extra spin to it, and he was like, "Oh, I wonder if we'll see these. I wonder if we'll see these two teams back here in what seven weeks time." And, and that was yeah, and that's exactly what he said. He said, "I think we could be seeing these two teams here." Yeah. Um, was, to be honest, at the time. I, I just dismissed it because I, I think that, that that might have pushed the books to week 11. That might have pushed them to either 7 and 4 or possibly 6 and 5. Um, and I don't know. No, no it can't. It must, have been, it must have been 7 and 4. I think they ended up going 11 and 5 in the end. And I think they must have only, they must have only lost to New Orleans. Along the along the stretch, but obviously at the time I was in seven and four. That's that's not a great record. That's not Super Bowl numbers. No, when you consider that the Chiefs were at that point, I think the Chiefs had extended to nine and one. So it was like, I mean, the Steelers. I mean, at that point, obviously the Steelers were still unbeaten. So yeah. Um. And from an NFC perspective, I think the Packers were still only nine and one, eight and two, maybe. So, so there was there was definitely stronger teams on the NFC side that I felt would overtake the books. Yeah, absolutely. But at the end of the day, what they've done is nothing short of incredible, really. When you consider that were. So they were the fifth seed. So they haven't played a home game. I know. I know you can probably negate that this season of all seasons, but they haven't played a home game apart from the fact they're going to play a home game in the Super Bowl. So 
I mean, I, I don't know if this, I don't know if this ever got covered, but I don't know if the home team is designated by the conference that the teams the, the, the team that usually plays in the stadium is Hull. So I don't know if it's a case of the books will automatically be in the home team dressing room. Because if they're not, that could be interesting. Well, obviously, they'll have to sweep for bugs the moment they walk in there. They'll have to get the wands out. Is that a, is that a hidden camera behind that picture? Oh, look. Um, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, in a situation like that, I think they would just be like, well, you guys go in the home because it's your home and we'll go in the away. I don't think... I'd like to see if they do, like, sort of more behind-the-scenes stuff because the books are the home, because the books are in the whole series of that. Because it would be interesting to see if they set up the, like, the locker rooms any differently. I mean, you'd imagine that for the books, no, they wouldn't. They'd want to probably sort of, like, say to the, line, like, to the guys, listen, we know, it's, we know it's not just another game, but let's, in the preparations for it, let's just treat it like it's any other game. Let's not do anything particular other than go through a couple of trick plays, you know, a couple of different things that we're going to want to try and so that. But from a from a lead-up to the game sort of perspective, you, you'd imagine they'd probably just say, just, just treat it as if it's any other Sunday. And then, that'll, then that you'd hope and that would keep them, you know, I was going to say grounded, but that's not a word. Um, you, you know, you'd hope it'd keep them more sort of like relaxed, and then they're not having to sort of get used to a new locker room setup and stuff like that. So, I mean, it doesn't really matter for the Chiefs, I suppose, because even if they are, they've obviously already been there this season, so they know the setup, they know the layout and stuff like that. So, yeah. what I've, basically, what I've said there, Andy, can probably just be disregarded. So if you can just cut that last third. Uh, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll fire it into the sun. Um, I think, the podcast. <clears throat> I think the biggest question uh, is. How much money will the NFL have to pay Vince McMahon when they say, for the first time ever, nine million times? Uh, I mean, they'll have already said it probably a good hundred thousand times at this point. Well, strange enough, for the first time ever, the Super Bowl and WrestleMania will be hosted in the same location within two months of each other. So that is that is something that is kind of cool, yep. but obviously shouldn't have been the case because WrestleMania should have been in Tampa last year. Yeah. But obviously, with everything going on with the pandemic, that didn't take place. So yeah, interesting stuff. I uh, I imagine they might they might even start the setup as soon as the Super Bowl's finished because. That way they can sort of like get get ahead of themselves, you know, get prepared, get the get the stadium set up the way that they want it to be set up for the uh, for the best social distancing and things like that. Sell uh, sell a couple more uh, tickets for a specific place on the boat and stuff like that. So I mean, let's face it. Yeah, I presume that Rob Gronkowski will like be taking his uniform off. And then, you know, putting his uh, his flash suit on and getting ready to go and retake the 24-7 championship. Because, uh, you know, what else is he going to do in the off-season? I'm pretty sure this is going to be his actual last season in the NFL. Um, he's, he's had 
as somebody who is burdened with him on their fantasy team, he has had a well below par uh, season. I saw I saw that they actually went to him on Sunday. They actually threw the ball to him and he ran. And he was like, oh my God, it's Gronk. He's running. Oh, great. And I think he, did, he, he got like <laughs> so many yards. I was like, wow, he's not completely useless. So, congratulations to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs for the second year running. Going, uh, going back to the old uh, Super Bowl. They hoisted the trophy for the second time. Um, the, question w- the question would be, will they be hoisting that Super Bowl trophy? We shall find out. Not for a couple of weeks, but, you know, tune into the virtual Madden Pro Bowl. So. I'm right, mate. I'll, uh, I'll watch the Royal Rumble instead. It's fine. Well, yes. Just so happens that the, uh, that the Royal Rumble uh, will fill the void. I will never forget the night that you and I were begging the guy to let us stay in whatever the hell that... One, two, seven, nickel yeah. It was like, come on, mate. It's, 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 it's the playoffs. And we literally walked out of there to go down the road to walk into the Dodger to watch uh, to watch the Rumble. The best, the best thing about it was the fact that he said, listen, I'll leave the TV on. You just can't stay in here to watch it. So it was like, <laughs> all right. So we just have to go stand outside, but we can still see through the TV. It was like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. So basically, it was it was the twenty fifteen six. Well, it was the twenty fifteen season, but it was the it was the Super Bowl taking place in twenty sixteen. So the situation was thus: it was the Broncos versus the Patriots in the AFC title game. It was the it was like the two minute warning and time had been called and drinking up had occurred. This is this is back when you were allowed in pubs, uh, you know, with people that you don't live with in the same household. All those um, years ago. And it was the two minute warning and he was like, Sorry lads, you're gonna have to leave and we're like, No This is literally gonna be the end of the game. And it was like, Yeah, you can watch it from outside, it's fine, I'll still leave the TVs on. Uh, and I believe um, Brady to Gronk stopped at the two-yard line or something like that mm-hmm. on fourth down. So it was inches, inches from uh, taking him to another Super Bowl. So he could have had, an, he could have had, he could have been going to his eleven Super Bowl, not just his ten, as I'm sure we'll discuss momentarily. How did we do scores wise for uh, for podcast people? Well, incredibly, to say there was only two games to pick between six of us, only one person got both games correct. For the people watching on YouTube, you may have noticed the smug grin. Or the Brady-esque grin creeping across Andrew's face, which would indicate that yes, indeed, 
Mr. Cook's predictions came true. The Buccaneers to win and the Chiefs to win. Setting up the Buccaneers Chiefs Super Bowl. Congratulations, Andrew. Thank you. You were correct. You win the week with two out of two picks correct. Um, little side note, um, Leanne is apparently psychic for some part of it. She did pick the Bills to beat the Chiefs, so she's not that psychic. Um, but she did pick Buccaneers to beat the Packers, and she did also pick it to be 31-26. Oof. Just had a bit very of good Leanne, very well done. Had had we had a tie breaking situation, she would have got the point based on the fact that she got the absolute nailed on score. Sadly we didn't need that because uh, she picked the bills as they could. Um myself, Amy, Matt and Rob had all shot ourselves in the foot by picking Packers, so therefore we were all out by the time it came to the Bills Chiefs game. Um Closest for the score prediction on the Chiefs' Bills game was technically me. Uh, it was Bills 24, Chiefs 38. Uh, Andy went 14 21. Uh, Leanne went 35 33. Um, Amy went 12 27. Matt went 42-35 and Rob went 16-28. I was only out by 11. But again, wasn't required. So what that does for the postseason is that puts myself at two points, Andrew at one point and the others have zero points. Which means that when we come to doing next week's Super Bowl predictions... It's all to play for between me and Andy. Um, and the question is, do I do I play tactically slash shithousery to ensure that I can win? But um, obviously we won't just be doing we won't just be doing the winner, we'll be doing all sorts of things. We're doing team to win, score, MVP, first touchdown. And most importantly, what the colour of the Gatorade is going to be. This guy just knows. just knows. Yeah. Absolutely cliffhanger, that one. Because that, that comes after the, the final score. You still don't get to know until right at the very end. Take it right to the wire. So, there we go. Um, obviously, you know, big congratulations to... Um, to me for um, 20 plus weeks ago having the foresight to pick what is absolutely going to be the Super Bowl and sticking there was there was no wavering I didn't at any point edge my bets by picking both possible <laughs> but I still stand by it um, as is the way Speaking of, speaking of the predictions, well, just, just before we go any further, just of the season-long picks, obviously you're the only person who's still got 
both things in play. Mm-hmm. However, we do have three other people who did also pick the Chiefs and then... to make it back to the dance. So, congratulations go out to Matthew, two teams Hurley. Sadly, he did pick the Seahawks to be there from the NFC side. So obviously, he was wrong with that. Seahawks. But he did pick the Chiefs. He has picked the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl, and he has picked Tyreek Hill to be his MVP. Tyreek Hill so had an absolute monster of a game. Side of things. Uh, Rob has also... Sorry oh, no, sorry, I've, I've skipped over someone. Stu Woodmansey also picked a Seahawks-Chiefs Super Bowl. Sorry. He's still in play for his Super Bowl team. However, he did pick the Seahawks and Russell Wilson to win the game and the MVP, so he's out of the running for that. Um, and then last of all, this is Rob Rob Rafton, uh, mm-hmm. and he did pick Packers Chiefs. So he, uh, he again has only got half of the answers correct, and he also picked Patrick Mahomes to be the winner. Sorry, the MVP winner. So there you go. There we go. Obviously, we'll save the uh, the big predictions for next week's lovely, lovely podcast. Um, as we like to do, we like stats here. Um, we very much like the NFL, love a good stat. And uh, this week is no different to any other. Um, a big, big shout out goes to Nate Davis of USA Today. But I think we can all agree, the bigger shout out goes to the stats mistress who week in and week out delivers the cream of the of the nfl stats so uh, i divvied them up between me and mr williams i gave him the the lion's share this week because you know i'm generous what can i say um what we're what we're talking here is nfl championship week stats Number one starts us off like this. Kansas City will try to become the first team to repeat a Super Bowl win in 16 years. The 2003-2004 Patriots, led by Tom Brady, last pulled it off. Disgraceful. Number two. The quarterback matchup between Tampa Bay's Brady, the GOAT, and the Chiefs' Patrick Mahomes, the kid, and reigning Super Bowl MVP ought to be epic. Super Bowl MVP, I oh know, I've just read that. Super Bowl 55 will be the first to pit the quarterbacks who won the game in two preceding seasons. Interesting. Three. For now, it feels like a swashbuckling victory lap for Brady, who heads to his record 10th Super Bowl. No other quarterback has played in more than five, but his first without New England coach Bill Belichick in tow. Oof. 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 Again, talking about uh, talking about his lordship, Brady will also become the fourth quarterback to start Super Bowl for multiple teams. 
He joins Craig Morton of the Cowboys and Broncos, Kurt Warner, Rams and Cardinals, and Peyton Manning, Colts and the Broncos. Only Manning led different franchises to Super Bowl Sunday wins. Five. Rodgers, who will almost certainly be named league MVP for the third time, is the only player to win MVP honours multiple times but not appear in multiple Super Bowls. I mean, there's a stat and a half, isn't there? Uh, that's all the stats I have for this week. Mr. Williams, take it away. He, he looks very confused. Either there's some kind of very strange lag going on. Ah, there, yep. There we go. There it is. We've got, we've caught back up again. Before I have, uh, I've turned off all the Wi-Fi that's connected to anything else, and uh, I've, uh, I've put another penny in the uh, in the hamster wheel. So let's continue. The Chiefs and Bills have now met four times in the postseason. In the previous three instances, the winner of their matchup eventually lost in the Super Bowl. Dot, 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 dot. Travis Kelsey's 13 catches were a record for a conference championship game, and tied Hall of Famers Kellen Winslow and Shannon Sharp for most by a tight end in any playoff contest. Sticking with the Chiefs, Kelsey and teammate Tyreek Hill have both exceeded 100 receiving yards in each of the Chiefs' playoff games this season. Hill had a franchise record of 172 yards on Sunday. The Los Angeles Rams, the 1980 Rose Bowl, and the San Francisco 49ers, 1985 in Stanford Stadium, have participated in Super Bowls staged in their home region, However, the Buccaneers will be the first to host Super Bowl Sunday inside their own home stadium. Uh, didn't know this next time. As a pending free agent, running back Aaron Jones may have played his final game as a Packer. If that was it, his final home game at Lambeau Field ended with a pair of fumbles, one which was lost, 34 yards from scrimmage, and a chest injury, which didn't look good at one point. It looked like he was properly struggling to breathe at one point, yeah. so it didn't look good. And finally, the Chiefs will roll into Super Bowl Sunday on a five-game playoff winning streak. The last quarterback to beat him in the postseason? T Everybody already knows. Thomas Brady Brady. <sighs> Who knows? Let's see what happens. So, obviously, that's the stats, and we're not we're not going to go on to discuss um, anything really. Um, I, I joked, and I keep going back to whether whether I should launch into some kind of weird tirade about how um, having seen Brady 
play a lot more, a lot more recently. You know, it's hard, it's, it's very difficult to argue against the fact that he is probably the greatest quarterback of all time. And then you see on social media the video that he posted today, was it? Yesterday, maybe, of uh, him and Gronk on the tarmac, just uh, just just smugging it up like a couple of. Um, well, I'll give you a clue. The word stands. The word starts with C, and it's like <clears throat> it just comes back to that thing of you. You probably are the greatest of all time. So why are you such a complete and utter dick? Um, but. I feel I should probably keep that powder dry for next week. Um, I've got some. I've got some rather bold predictions for the Super Bowl. Um, as I keep saying, week in, week out, paper wise, I'll I'll be sticking with my pick. Verbally and on record on the podcast, don't be surprised if you're seeing a completely different prediction. <laughs> I sent Rob a message because obviously uh, me and Rob were of very different opinions at the weekend, uh, so I wanted to sort of rub a little, uh, rub a little aloe onto that, onto that burn. So I was like, uh, "So do you suppose he's already cleared space for the seventh ring then, or, or was it always there?" So scores are done, stats are done. General conversation about the games is done. Probably brings us round to that most most important point. Is there anything else that you want to cover from this week's games? Or going into next week's games, do you want to plug any other podcasts you might be doing? Like, I don't know, a wrestling podcast you've got coming up in the next 24 hours? Well, as we discussed, obviously, this uh, this weekend is the usual weekend where the Pro Bowl would be being played. Obviously with everything ongoing in the current situation, they've decided against flying players in from different locations to one central spot where there can just be a gigantic breeding ground for nonsense. Uh, so they've taken the sensible ploy of saying technically no Pro Bowl, but they're trialling this Madden-based Pro Bowl, which I've said to other people, I'm intrigued to see what they're going to do with it, but I imagine I'll turn it off after about 10 minutes. Yeah, because let's face it, doesn't matter how good you are on the field, that has no direct correlation to how good you are at computer games. So you could be the best football player in history have never touched a game controller in your life and now they're like oh just go and uh, just go and play play for your side on this game thing you're like all right there's no direct link <laughs> so uh says so that also there is the fact that the pro ball is um dull as shit anyway so i mean that is that is, the, that is the point of it. It's I not will, usually the most interesting of games. I will never get back the time that I put into that year that I was like, I'm absolutely watching the Pro Bowl this year. It looks amazing. And I sat down to watch it. I was like, oh, wow. It's like it's like American football without the, the football. It's just... It, it's so pointless. 
It's like, you know, that, that phrase, whoever wins, we lose. It's, it's that. It's just that I'm never getting that time back. Don't, I, I think, I actually think that it's something they should stop doing altogether, but. What, what they should do is they should, rather, rather than just having NFC versus AFC, where they have done pretty much all the time it's been there, should go back to doing it the way they did about four or five seasons ago, where they picked two captains and they basically drafted their rosters. Yeah. So you had a mix of AFC guys and NFC guys so that you'd potentially get, um, like, the cornerback from, or the safety from the Saints trying his absolute hardest to go and absolutely take Drew Brees' head off. Yeah. Because he's never going to get the chance to do that yeah. in an actual game. Absolutely. So, and I think the way the, the season that did that, it actually got a little bit more competitive and stuff like that. But yeah. I know what you mean. It's, it's still not worth investing the three, four hours that you would for a regulation game. So. No. I don't think I don't think it'll be a great miss. Let's be. I think people should tune into the uh, to the Royal Rumble instead. Quite frankly. Exactly. But keep keep an eye uh, keep an eye in here and you know uh, elbow I suppose close to the ground. People's elbow. Later in this week, uh, the release of the Royal Rumble predictions podcast. Mm. I mean, it's, it's, it's almost guaranteed to be a slobber knocker. So. Absolutely. Anything else from you, sir, before we uh, before we close the book on this week? Not particularly, no. Just obviously looking forward to two weeks' time. Yep. What should hopefully be uh, a very different Super Bowl to what we're all used to, but nevertheless, uh, it's still the Super Bowl, so... I, I, I'm actually weighing up whether to do something... Um, which I might have, I might have tagged you in, and I might not have done. Um, Bert Kreischer and Tom Segoya and Warren Sapp are doing uh, two bears, one one Sapp Super Bowl watch along, and for like ten dollars, you can you can watch the Super Bowl with them. And I'm like, will it be too distracting? Will it distract away from the game, or will it just take that edge away from the times that the you know, are they still doing a bullshit halftime show this year? Oh, God, yeah. I believe it's the weekend. Yeah, yeah, it's it's on a weekend. It's on a Sunday, yeah. Oh! Obviously, as, as, as part of next week's preview slash predictions podcast, there will obviously be a large portion of that dedicated to Super Bowl meals. Hmm. Super Bowl drinks. Absolutely. Super Bowl traditions? Yeah. I suppose. Yeah, I I feel so, I, I feel a little sad this year because my my traditions and meals and drinks <clears throat> Often centre around having people here. You know, I've all I've always had I've always had people around for the Super Bowl. So I've always made like a big vat of chili that can be used for various other things and, and then it's like, you know, chili dogs and chili burgers and, and all this that and the other. And, and this year I feel very robbed because I'm like probably not gonna make a big vat of chili for 
May. I mean, you know, I suppose I could freeze it. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. That is way, way too soon to be talking about chili. Save it. Keep it dry. If there's nothing else from you, sir, I will uh, I will let you and these good people go. I'll uh, I'll say that uh, I will see you not quite same time, not quite same channel, but very very similar. Um, yeah, enjoy the uh, enjoy the rest of your uh, enjoy the rest of your time. Thank you very much, and I will uh, I will release you back into the wild. Thank you, sir. Au revoir. So there you go, what do you think to that? Another one done. I would say another week of games gone, but that's that's all of the weeks of games gone. All that's left now is the big one. The big one. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the Super Bowl, you know what I mean? Yeah. YouTube watchers, do us a favour and, uh, and subscribe. It's a big help to us as a channel. And uh, ultimately, uh, that means we can bring great content further down the line. So, uh, helps everybody. If you're an audio listener, you can subscribe on the audio platforms too. So, uh, so yeah, you can you can do that as well. Maybe do both. Hmm. So there we go. That's it for this one. I'm going to say big thank you to you guys. I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then. Bye.